Christian. Christian. Hi, 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 hello. Hello. Good morning. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Hi, this is Christian from The Breakfast Show. I hope you're very well. Thank you very much for downloading this. A mini little best of. This one is an idea that I stumbled into, and I love it. Every Wednesday, the weakest claim to fame, where we say no claim to fame is ever too weak for this feature. And every week, we prove that. As always, if you listen to this and you think, I've got a weak claim to fame, Christian at christianoconnell.com.au is the email. Enjoy the weakness. Christian. Christian. Christian O'Connell. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. There's no business like show business. I adopted a dog from the Lost Dogs home. Turns out that he shook hands with Mike Larkin. I used to listen to Kate Sobrano while I was on the toilet. I ran in the back of Prince Charles on a push bike. I have a client and her daughter lives next door to Chris Hemsworth. My husband went to high school with Jeffrey Rush's son and one day he went over to Jeffrey Rush's house and Johnny Depp was there and they played a game of billiards together. Christian O'Connell's weakest claims to fame. There is no feature like this on radio, honestly. We never know what we're going to from caller to caller. Whatever your weak story is, we welcome it, we celebrate them. Kim. Hi, Christian. My weak uh, claim to fame is my uncle went to school with Freddie Mercury in Tanzania. And even then he called himself Freddie Mercury way back then. I do remember from Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, that he was born in Zanzibar. Yes, that part of the story we can verify. (laughs) Um, He was was in Zanzibar and then he moved over to Tanzania to go to school there. Yeah. And 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 then one day... Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, after you, please. Oh, thank you. Um, And then uh, probably years later in the, I'd say, the late 70s, early 80s, they met each other again at Heathrow Airport and had coffee for an hour. Oh, what a lovely part of the story. Well, yeah. And Freddie was a big star by that stage? Yes, yes. Nice of him yeah. to sit down for an hour-long coffee and being a big star. Up. What, you query the hour-long bit? You, you sound suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> you drag a you're a rock star. I mean, can in England. They make a manky old coffee there. But you're a rock star. Wouldn't there be people coming up and bugging you? We're and you talking want to... about Freddie Mercury. Okay, I just okay. wonder. Him and I, uh, <laughs> Kim's uncle here, they were close back in the day, back at school. It's a lovely story. Uh, Kim, love that. It's almost, it's almost too good. It's strong. It's strong. It's too strong, isn't it? It's not shaking. It's not Mike Larkin shaking at a pause with your dog. Yeah, that's the middle of this uh, show. I used to tell anyone who'd listen and, and say, "When I, uh, my uncle knew Freddie Mercury," and they'd go, "Yes, we know." Yeah. Uh, now all of Melbourne knows. <laughs> yeah, I've been spread the word. Uh, I love that, Kim. Thank you very much. You call. Thank you very much. Bye-bye Bye bye now, Huey. Hello, Christian. How are you, bud? I'm good, Huey. Welcome to weakest claim to fame. What have you got? Okay. All right. Just a quick one. I was quite young. I was about seven or eight years old at the time. Me and my brother were flying from Sacramento to LA as we normally did when we lived in the States visiting our mother. And one time uh, we sat next to Tom Hanks's kids and, you know, we were playing GI Joe's and filling out the uh, airplane packs and doing our thing. Then we got escorted off the plane And our mom told us, hey, you sat next to Tom Hanks' kids. And there was a big crowd around Tom Hanks and people were taking photos. And he was a really nice guy. And just asked them, you know, nice and quietly, hey, can you not do that? I'm I'm just here to get my kids and go. And, um, yeah, that's my weakest claim to fame is that one. And here's another one. If you have the short minute is 
my cousin is also married to Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Should have led with that one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Hanks' kids is great, but your cousin's married to Flea's? From Flea, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Your you cousin's know, married to Flea? Yeah, Melody is funny. Wow. That's great. So do you yeah. stand side of stage when they tour? Unfortunately not. I live over here in Australia now. They're over there. We're family, but, you know, <laughs> we're far away from each other. Sounds like you've asked for tickets and you've been frozen <laughs> up. Because, have you ever heard of world tours? All right, they don't just tour around their suburb. He's from Melbourne, right? Originally. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, I thought, is he? Yeah. I thought he's yeah. from Sydney. Yeah. No, I'm Why are you asking us? He's your cousin's <laughs> husband. No, no, no. No, no. no. Surely must be on some cousin. WhatsApp group. Right. Chats yeah. a little family banter and some funny memes. <laughs> I reckon, right? I'd just be like, hey, please, slap us some bass, right? <laughs> Christian. Hey, hey, hello. hello. Good morning. The Christian O'Connell Show. Yes. Podcast. Tanya. Hey. 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 It's, it's, it's hey, Tanya. Do you remember when we had Tanya on? Hey. Yep, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, my uh, weakest link to uh, fame is I was at the airport years ago and I uh, didn't have my glasses on and I thought someone was waving at me, so I waved back and was smiling, but when I got closer, it was a cardboard cutout of Greg Norman. <laughs> So you thought Greg Norman, one of the world's greatest golfers, was waving at you, which would have been nice. I didn't know who, I didn't know who it was. I didn't have glasses on. But a cardboard cutout on. can wave once and freeze. It's not a, It's not waving. It's a very passive... Unless it's a windy day and, yes. and it's flowing back and forth. I thought forth. Greg Norman was saluting me. Yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, who knows? Know. Um, it's got to be close to one of the weakest we've ever yes, had because yeah, there was is. no celebrity involved. A one-dimensional cardboard cutout. That is... I'm actually going to give you a prize. We asked for that. You can have a $100 delivery voucher. Woohoo! Woo! Hey! Thank you, Tanya. Bye bye. Hey! Joe! Joe now, find out what his weakest claim to fame is. Good night, mate. How are you? I'm good, Joe. So, uh, the king of comedy, Jerry Lewis, uh, done a, quite a few shows here in Australia back in the uh, late 90s. And one day during the day, he'd went to the Crown to do a, a radio interview with Ernie Sigley. And it was in a glass booth. It was all open. There was about 100 people there. And when he'd finished the interview, he'd come out um, of the booth. It was on level one, and then he went up straight up the escalator to level two. And within about a minute, not even a minute, the security guard had walked away. So the escalator was free. And I looked at my mate, and I said, let's let's go up and see what's going on. So we went up, went up to the second level, and for about a minute, there was only Jerry Lewis, his wife, myself, and my mate on the same floor. And then the security guard popped up and said, sorry, guys, you need to go back down. So The whole floor is cordoned off. Level two is a no-go. Level one? Final ground floor, okay. You got to level two. That's Mr. Lewis's floor. <laughs> and I love that we used to put celebrities in a glass cube. <laughs> <laughs> Country was this when you're being interviewed in the Don't town touch square? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> He's in the glass box. Come and stare at him. What a lovely interview that must have been for Jerry Lewis, the king of comedy. He's being stared at by Australians at the Crown. Get <laughs> an ex- exhibit at the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Joe, thank you very much. You call Wendy. Hi, Christian. How are you? Oh, I'm good. We just heard about Jerry Lewis being interviewed in a glass box. Well, my weakest claim to fame is when you two toured in the 90s, I got to wash their security guards' undies. This doesn't sound right. Why are you washing anyone's undies, let alone the security guards of you two? They wash their own undies. 
I worked at a dry cleaner, so they were bringing this stuff down all the time. Where did you and get your underpants? You undies done at a dry cleaner. <laughs> dry cleaner. I rock up today, my local guy, right? And just go, I've got a big weekend after the D's. I need these pressed and ironed. My jocks, my socks. You would be surprised. You need to talk yeah, to your local guy. I would be cleaner. really surprised. <laughs> Even you too, I go. I don't think that's true. Bono wouldn't do that. But they're security guards. Yes. What, they brought their underpants in to be dry cleaned? Uh, and socks, undies and socks. We had a laundromat that was part of the dry cleaners. But, yeah, a lot of people need their underwear Roger. pressed afterwards. I didn't know that was such a thing to have your underwear pressed. <laughs> yes. Right, okay. And many, <laughs> other than you two security guard, is that a thing that happens, like, weekly? People bring in their underwear to be pressed? Absolutely, it was constant. Wow, we Wendy, this is incredible. We'll send you a prize, okay? Thanks, you cool. It's brilliant. Cool, thank you. Cool. Cara, welcome to the show. What have you got for us? Uh, my weakest claim to fame is I know the dog from the latest Doolittle movie. Oh, with uh, oh, Kemal last year with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so I've kind of patted the same dog as him, hopefully. Oh, that's an amazing claim to fame. How come you know the dog that was in the movie? So I used to work at a vet clinic in London, um, and he was one of my patients. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yes, no, the dog. What, one of the dogs is one of your patients. Was it like a showbiz pet clinic? Well, his owner worked in the movie business, like in backstage and everything. And the owner took the dog to work one day, and apparently the director saw this dog. Oh, like, oh, oh, dog. Do you hear these stories? Hey, kid, get in the picture. <laughs> hey, whose dog is this? Get a close-up of those paws. That's showbiz. We just found ourselves a stars. Cut, guys, action. <laughs> You're going to be in the movies. <laughs> That's amazing. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Hugh Jackman sat on the bonnet of my car and dented it with his bum. The car died still to having Wolverine's bum print in it. Catherine Clark. That's almost too good, really. Sarah Stevens, the company I work for, has an office in Brisbane. The Melbourne storm legend Cam Smith's dad works there. I've never met him. <laughs> That's exactly That's what we're looking for. That is our gold standard on this. I printed Diesel's wedding invites, which were picked up by Jimmy Barnes. Never got to say hello. Barnes, he's running errands yeah. for Diesel? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Tim Tim. Hello, Christian. Hey, Hi, Timmy. Hey, Tim. Hey. Tim, what have you got for us? Your weakest claim to fame? My weakest claim to fame is I was cut off by Jeff Fennick in South Melbourne. In traffic? In traffic. Yeah, you don't want to be, be flipping the bird to a three-weight <laughs> three world champion. You know, no, actually, it's my fault. I'm going to punch myself. <laughs> exactly. My, a little... Convertible cut in front of me, found a car spot and thought he'd stop, and back into the car spot. So I thought I'd pull up and compliment him on his driving skills, put the hazards on, wound the window down, and began complimenting him. Sure. And he hopped out and looked like he was ready for another world championship. So I turned my hazards off and took off. Mate. I reckon Jeff Bennett just pulled that stunt, just part wherever he wants round town. What's anyone going to do? Exactly, mate. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yeah. Tim, thank you very much. You go. See you guys. All right. That's what we're looking for. Uh, Ezra. Hi, my weakest claim to fame is when my dad was going on a flight to LA, just before it, he met Ozzy Osbourne, mm -hmm. and he looked like a big dork because he was in tracksuits, um, and he asked for a photo with Ozzy Osbourne, and he got it, 
And so he went on t- to the flight. He was in economy. And a hostess comes down with a scotch. And my grandfather says, he's underage, my dad, he's 15. And so my grandfather says, Who, who's this from? And the hostess goes, oh, it's from Ozzy Osbourne. And anyways, my dad actually got to have the scotch. What? So he had a scotch from Ozzy Osbourne. That's really naughty, wow. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how old are you, Ezra? I'm 10. Tell you what, you are a natural at telling stories. That was a brilliant story. Really, really well told. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, has your dad told that story many times? I'm not sure because he hasn't. He, he told it to me about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? And you, you've remembered it all to call us today? Uh, yeah. Wow. And has your dad said you call him and tell him the story rather than your dad? Is your dad too lazy to call us up himself? Was he driving um, the car? He's driving the car. No, that's great. And is he nodding like, you, uh, like you've got all the detail right in the story? Is he happy with how you told it, Ezra? I think so, except for the part where I called him a dork. (laughs) (laughs) And is Dad a bit of a dork stool to this day? Yeah. Yeah, us dads are. Us dads are. All right, Ezra, I'm going to send you a prize, because that was brilliant. Thank you. That's right, I'm going to send you a uh, Village Cinemas Gold Class. You ever been to Gold Class, Ezra? It's like first class. Uh Probably. Probably, yeah. I don't remember. You just you live a pretty wild uh, life yourself, you know. It all just goes by in a blur, doesn't it, Ezra? You know, that's how, yeah, yeah. That's how you like to run the show. All right. Ezra, you call the show whenever you want. You were brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you so right. much. Hey, my pleasure. I think we just met the my replacement. <laughs> the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. James, what's your weak claim to fame? Uh, my mum touched Ivor Davies' butt from Ice House. Wow, I mean that's amazing. You're, you're uh, what a story. And uh, what, <laughs> and your mum shared this with you. How did you find out about this uh, incredible uh, event? Every time an Ice House song comes on, I already mention of Ivor Davies. <laughs> she gets all you know, hot and flustered. Oh, I touched his butt. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make a gripping motion with her hand. Yes, you know. Now they're oh, trying yeah, to stamp this out time. of <laughs> AFL. You know, this bum patting. But back in the day, you could get away with it. And so, uh, how does she get that close? Was it like a meet and greet? But you just met his backside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She was uh, front stage, and um, yeah, he's she had a long, like uh, Inspector Gadget mechanical hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's pretty much fallen on top of her into the crowd, and she's just giving taking him a, crowd a moment. Pushed her back in. <laughs> All right, James. Thank you very much for call. No worries, guys. Thank Cheers, you, mate. Uh, Yappa. Yeah, mate. How are you? How are you? Yeah, very good. What's your uh, What's your week claim to fame for us? Um, I stood next to the middle brother of Hanson during um, uh, Rufus Wainwright's uh, concert for half of it without realising. And when did you realise? What was the key moment? Did someone come up to you and go, hang on a minute, are you the middle brother of Hanson? No, so the deal was, because Hanson was playing the week later, this yeah. was at the zoo, um, and so he was on stage, I was working as a stagehand. Mm-hmm. So for half the concert, we stood next to each other. And then after the concert had, had finished and we were sort of packing down after the gig, um, the guitar tech, Rufus Wainwright's guitar tech, told me, because we were playing a little game where we were trying to get songs stuck in each other's head. And I did Mbop. And um, he was like, did you realize that you were standing next to the middle brother of Hampton? <laughs> and you had no idea. I had no idea. I was expecting like a little pre-teen with long hair. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and yeah, this but, was a fully grown man with uh, like a wait, beard wait, and everything. It would be now. I mean, I mean, don't know if you're familiar with the aging process yet. But, uh, oh, you know what's like. <laughs> yes, sure. I get a shock when, when kids my son's age yeah. grow up and, um, yeah. Yeah, but I love this. Thank <laughs> you very much, you call, okay? One of my favourite no ones. See ya. Bye-bye now. Anthony. Christian, uh, my weak claim to fame is I went in London 2016. I was at the Wax Museum. Oh, yeah, Manager um, Swords. Yeah, amazing. Manager Swords, correct, yep. I saw Bendy Cumberbatch there five minutes later around the corner. Um, I saw him at the ma- at the London Zoo, excuse me, um, pulling the frame out for his kids. <laughs> so you saw the Wax one at the museum or the real one? Well, I saw both in the space of five minutes. See, so Waxy uh, Benny Boy Cumberbatch at the uh, Waxwork Museum, Manager Swords, and then you saw the real human form, London Zoo, which is only about five minutes away. Exactly, yeah. Well, um, it was almost like a Doctor Strange in real life, but, uh, yeah. No, it was, it was interesting. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, what were the, what uh, animals was he, uh, it's like a zoo theme this morning, what uh, animals was he checking out at London Zoo with the pram? I'm, I'm really not so sure. I just saw him pull out his rangy, um, pulling the pram out and getting ready to... Um, to rangy. Rangy. I love that. Yeah, it's it's Doctor Strange money, guys. <laughs> Number plate, D-Strange. You, you couldn't step to the Doctor Strange. <laughs> you get a kick out of knowing what car yeah. a celebrity drives. Big though, time. I always yeah. check it out. Like, mm, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, thank you very much for your call. No worries. Thanks, guys. Kylie. My weakest claim to fame was I was conceived in Dougie Hawkins' wife's parents' bed. <laughs> I don't know what... Is it, is it the bed that's the famous thing in this story? <laughs> now, Dougie Hawkins is obviously a legend of the game, yeah. Footscray and uh, Fitzroy, but... So, just yes. just to remind us again of this, it's our Antiques Roadshow now. Um, what's the connection to Dougie Hawkins? Because um, my parents used to babysit his wife when, he's, when their parents went out, mm. so... You know, they got put the child, you know, his wife to bed and they went to bed themselves and conceived myself. Hang on a minute. I just need to confuse The, wife, the wife's wasn't, a child in the story. You don't babysit wives. That's a very different job. You know, some, it's a start-up business I'm trying to organise at the moment. I will babysit your wife. Tuck them into bed at night. Don't you worry. You stay out all night. Do you mean his children? No, I think it's the yeah. wife as when she was a baby, oh, before right. she was married <laughs> to Dougie Hawkins. Yeah. It's the use of the word wife. Yeah. I mean, we were looking for the word baby. A <laughs> woman being put in a cot. All right, this is amazing, guys. It's amazing. So it's possible Dougie Hawkins has never even seen the bed. Possibly not, no. It's certified <laughs> yes. weak. Yes, it is, 100%. Hi. Christian, Christian. Christian O'Connell. The Christian O'Connell Show.